Welcome, welcome to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I am your host, Nicole, aka Nomadniques, and this is our Friday Digital Nomad Digest segment with myself and my co-host, Cami. So this podcast, the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast, and our Digital Nomad Digest segment, it is the place to be if you are looking to start creating a lifestyle that you love. That can be from business, travel, entrepreneurship. We talk all of those things, money, mindset, alignment, all of the things, online business, digital nomad. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about something that kind of in our feels a little bit as nomads. Cami is home, so she is in Brazil for a pretty short period of time, but We were chatting the other day about some feelings that kind of came up and things that I have experienced as well when you're only in your home country. Um, And then I think for her specifically, some mindsets that she maybe no longer resonates with. So tell us a little bit more kind of what you have been feeling and experiencing since being back home in Brazil. Yeah, so I've been back for one week and I stayed away for two years, two consecutive years almost. So I know a lot of people, um, a lot of my friends who they, if they live in another country, normally they come back maximum within one year, you know. Of course, there are people who stay for longer and things like that, but... I think that from my group of friends, from my circle, you know, my family and things like that, I think it's been the longest ever, like consecutive days, you know, ever without coming back. And I was quite anxious before coming here because I I was anxious about a lot of different things. But um, what I'm experiencing is something that I, all of my thoughts and worries and anxiety, all of the things that I was thinking, though the one thing that's happening is the one thing that I didn't think was going to happen because I have never experienced that. I have been, I think the f- the longest that I've been um, out of my, co- that I was out of the country before that was eight consecutive months, like eight straight months. And so, yeah, I think that one thing that I've been feeling a lot So as soon as I came into the airport and I got into the airport, I got into the car, what I felt like was as if I, it's a very weird metaphor, but it it was as if I was a car, like my physical body was a car that was moving. And as soon as, you know, like when you park a car and then you have some luggage in the back and then the luggage kind of like slides forward, everything slides forward, like slightly when you park the car. So what I felt was as if like I was this unparked car or this car that was about to park and then all of the luggage still had to slide forward and the luggage was like my personality, my identity, the things that I had lived through in the past two years and that all of those things, they were kind of like lagging behind, like they were kind of like delayed as if I had been in a coma for two years, like imagining this life that I had, that I was living for two years and that I had like woken up again or um, yeah came into my reality and almost as if the environment and my a part of my brain was expecting me to be the same or act the same or like the same things or um, receive the external like receive my home country as if I as if who as if I was myself two years ago I don't know it's 
a really strange feeling and it's so hard to ex to explain even to anyone and me myself like if i had if i was explaining this to myself three weeks ago i don't think i would have even <laughs> understood what it was um but it is a very strange feeling i feel very detached from <clears throat> sorry i'm sick if you hear me sneezing or <laughs> coughing um so it's almost as if i'm like detached from myself detached from my identity um almost as if everything else that happened it's so weird because like everything else that happened in all of the other countries because like when i leave greece and go to portugal or go to france it doesn't feel i don't feel that but as soon as i come back to my home country so it's another travel it's another trip but what i feel but the sensation internally is so different because you have so many things here that are yours from the past quote-unquote it's almost as if like there's the past life me and the new life me and they are like meeting at the same time and it's so weird because you don't even know who you are because you're both but at the same time you're not like the new life quote-unquote because you're in your old country but you're also not the past life because you have been going through so much you know and have experienced so much so it's just so such a weird sensation and um, recently I had a I have a group of friends I have a group on whatsapp with my friends they are in Crete my Cretan like they are not Cretan but like my friends that I my best friends quote unquote like a group of girls that I had in Greece and recently they were together and they sent me a voice note together like cooking something that we used to do all of us together and as soon as I heard their voices and I heard like the you know like the clinking of glasses and cook cooking things and they were like oh we're cooking this we're drinking wine blah 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 i kind of like it, it's so weird because i felt like something had glued back into me like a part of my identity had glued back into me like oh yeah wait like it's true i i used to do this with these girls and this is who i am and this is part of my life and it made me feel like i was more at home because I don't really feel like I'm at home here. And I was also talking to my friend yesterday. So I went out with a friend of mine. She is like we've known each other since we were like five years old, you know. So she really, really knows me really well. And she was saying like it's so interesting because like if you get... <laughs> she, she's so funny. She was like if you get, for example, Anita, like a really famous singer here in Brazil, when she leaves or my dad, like her dad went he left and he lived in the US for, I don't know, like five, 10 years. They always, and she herself also said the same. We always, like these people, they constantly, they, they leave and they're happy that they're leaving. They're happy that they're on a trip. They're happy that they're leaving for one, two, five years, but they always miss it. They have like the, you know, nostalgia of like, I miss my country. I miss my people. I miss my f the food. I miss the culture. Um, and they're so happy when they're back and everything like that. And she's like, you are not. You didn't miss it at first. You are not happy that you're back. You just like don't have this thing of wanting to come back. And we were talking about how this is in our group of people. It's, I don't know, in my family or anything. It's like quite rare. I don't know. Um, it's it's I'm I'm not someone that I don't have like a group of friends here that all of us are like oh my god let's all leave and never come back you know I have a lot of friends that want to leave but they also think about coming back or I have a lot of friends that do live um, abroad but they come back every year you know so I think that and then 
I messaged uh, Nicole about um, this episode because I, I, I feel like there was always a part of me that have never felt aligned with this place, with this country. And I've always felt like that, but I didn't have the new me, quote unquote, like the new life me, quote unquote, to even relate to or the people that are in Greece that I can relate to or even Nicole, like talking to you, you know, that we can exchange about being a digital nomad or something like that. Like I didn't, I've never had this um, community and I thought it could be so interesting for us to have this discussion on this episode to talk on these feelings, talk about these feelings and also for people who maybe are feeling like that and people who are wanting to leave, but they look around them and all of the people that they are in contact with in their circle, either they also want to leave, but they want to come back and they don't have this extreme sensation of not belonging, of this is really not my place in the world. And I think that it's a very, it can be a very destabilizing sensation to have and I think a lot of nomads they have that that's why they travel around so much I think that we are constantly in this lookout for um, a sense of belonging of a home outside of your home you know or a place that you just connect with in a way so yeah it's just a lot of deep feelings <laughs> yeah it's so interesting and I do think like first of all it's so important to like have other nomads whether it's like a community or friends or whatever it is because it's such a unique feeling that you really can't understand unless you have lived this lifestyle I'm gonna say like somewhat long term even or if you have never truly felt aligned with where you're from like for me I'm the exact same where I'm from in Canada and just kind of being in Canada in general I never really felt aligned with being there and like wanting to live there and I felt like I was just kind of going through the motions when I was there until I left and I realized like oh my gosh there's so much more to life than this one town in Ontario Canada you know um but I do think it's it's interesting when we come home as nomads like home is in big air quotes because like for me I call three places home and Home number one is just Canada because that was like the first home. You know, it doesn't mean it's mm -hmm. the most prevalent home to me now. But when we come kind of back to wherever we were born or whatever we call home, I think it's interesting because I was the exact same way as you. I was home, I don't know, six, nine months ago, something like that. And I had all of the feels coming to me when I was there, which I would never get sitting here in Argentina or being in Turkey or like wherever I am in the world. Like I would never experience that, but just physically being in the house. I think it's even the house too, which is kind of sad because my parents are going to move eventually. And that's the only house I've ever called home. But I think, you know, sitting on the couch where six years ago I was making a life altering decision of, am I going to leave every single thing that I know behind and go to China and a continent and a country I've never been to, you know? And so it's just all of the crazy feelings come rushing back at you. And I think it really makes you kind of reassess but I think in some cases like your case maybe reassess and detach a little bit and realize this truly isn't what I want and I think going home can reiterate to you 
is this what I want in my life? Do I maybe not now, but do I eventually want to come home? And I think a lot of people that is what happens, which is fine. You know, there's no right or wrong, but it's, yes, this is my home and my family is here and my friends are here. And, you know, even in five or 10 years or or longer, potentially, I will want to call this home because this was my first home. Whereas it's interesting for you and I, because we never really had that alignment we go home and it's like, oh my gosh, no, this is not what I want. And I know I've spoken about this before. I don't know. It's kind of woo-woo. But the astro cartography lines, I had somebody, you can Mm -hmm. get it for free, um, but I had somebody actually read it to me and explain it because there's a lot happening in that image. And I was like, I don't know what's going on here. Maybe you know a little bit more about it. And it was so interesting. She told me, I think with a black line is kind of the line that you don't really align with so much. And that ran almost directly through my hometown. And, you know, I'm not, I don't know how much I believe in like horoscopes and all of that. Like, I don't really, I don't really think about it that often. I don't know how much I believe it's accurate, but I just found it very interesting for me that, that black line ran right through. And I think there was a line somewhere in Asia that was a very aligned line. And then I moved to China and ended up living there for four years. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. I don't know if it's something that like the destiny had in store. I don't know about that. But I do think being home brings up some very interesting thoughts and feels and maybe positive, maybe negative. But I think regardless, it doesn't really matter. You can learn from those and then adjust your life and your nomad journey based on that it's so interesting because i from what i remember i also have a black line running through sao paulo <laughs> exactly where i was born so i don't know maybe that is something wow. but yeah like okay so now that we're on the woo-woo topic <laughs> <laughs> this is your I, realm <laughs> yes yeah totally i um yesterday after th- reflecting a lot about uh that i asked my intuition why why would i be born like why would my soul choose to be why would my soul choose to be born in a place where it doesn't resonate with at all and what i heard from my intuition was that is because i was never meant to be here i was meant to travel and to discover all parts of the world and this was part of my path and my journey and my quote-unquote purpose and if I had been born in a place which I resonated with so much maybe I wouldn't have left so it's almost like my soul chose to be born in this place where I really don't feel aligned to go find a place to feel this need to find a place where I do feel aligned, to actually go and meet all of the people that I'm meeting and, you know, have this podcast with you, have my podcast, have all of the experiences that I had and gather all of the wisdom that I'm gathering by through through, through traveling and meeting other people so I can fulfill this purpose, you know? So I thought it was a very interesting realization. I don't know, like a connection of thoughts, you know, or of, of dots, you know? Because, yeah, I think some people, they they are born and they are meant to stay there and they are really happy with that. I remember one day I went to Cuba because my dream has always been to travel around a lot. I've always been obsessed with planes, with airplanes, with airports and things like that. And I thought that because my dream was to travel around a lot, everyone's dream in life was to travel. So 
if I had, if I could grant magic wishes to people, I would be like, you, you got a plane ticket, you got a plane ticket, you got a plane ticket, everyone got a, got a plane ticket. Um, and then I was in Cuba with my ex-boyfriend. And I remember that we were staying in this guest house, like in this, in the countryside of Cuba. Like it was really, it was a really, I think it was Trindade or something like that. It was a really small town, like uh, I don't know, maybe two hours from Havana, I don't remember. And I we stayed in this guest house. Um, it was from a woman. She had like a farmhouse. She took care of her chickens and she took her eggs in the morning and things like that. And it was a really sweet place and everything. And I remember, I remember we were talking to her. And I don't know how, like, I don't know, we were talking to her. I don't know if, if my ex asked, asked her, like, if she wanted to travel or go to the U.S., I don't know. And she said that she had to go to Havana once because of her brother's surgery or something like that. She hated it. And her dream and the thing that she most wanted ever in life was to just stay in her village, in her house and take care of her chicken like that was exactly all that she wanted to do and that really opened my eyes to you know how many different ways are there to live and how many different different dreams are there in life and that's a quote there's a quote that I really love that it's like if the universe planted this dream on you it's because you're meant to achieve it you know it's not everyone dreams the same dream you know I don't dream of becoming when I was a kid I did but I don't dream of becoming like a famous Act, actress or something like that you know that's not my dream is someone else's um and I thought it was yeah just really interesting because I feel like when you are when you have this lifestyle you you do dream it for some reason you do have it for some reason there's something inside of you that's almost like it's I don't know that's my that my woo-woo belief of like your soul chose this path you know so it's important to go follow it and I feel like I understood myself so much more since starting to do that. It was such a challenge to actually take the leap of faith and go like you. You know, I also remember when I like the whole thing actually started because yesterday I stepped like I woke up here because like I got to Brazil and for one week I was in Atibaia, which is in the countryside of Sao Paulo, the state of Sao Paulo. And it's like a farmhouse that we have there. So I was for one week in nature, didn't see any prices of anything of super like whatever. And then eventually came um, to Sao Paulo. So I've been here for like two days. I got here on Sunday and then as we were driving in my sister was driving as we were driving in with the car I started getting like this anxiety you know I I was I didn't know what, where it was coming from it was so weird it was as soon as I was starting to get into the city in the big highways and things like that I started to get this anxiety like I could feel it in my like in my chest in my belly and I, I I was realizing I was feeling it and it shocked me because it was almost as if I had taken three shots of coffee you know but it was just anxiety from being in the city anxiety from feeling unsafe and yeah anyway so I I was just observing everything all of the buildings all of the big huge buildings all of the car all of the traffic and feeling so out of place and 
next day I woke up and then I stepped outside. We have this little, we live in a huge building. Um, then we, I stepped outside this little balcony that we have. And then I looked outside, looked at all of the big buildings, all of the, you know, like city, whatever. And I was like, okay, now I understand why I left with literally no plan, no, almost no money, no idea of how I was going to even support myself and pay my bills. Because this, I would, I would take the same decision again, easy, easy. And I remember that when I was, when I was leaving, one thing that I kept thinking was, I would go. I will go into. I I don't care if I owe if I have to owe uh bank the ba- like money to the bank. I don't care. I don't care. Like money is not gonna stop me. I don't care because this is so uncomfortable. I feel so out of alignment here that I don't freaking care. And as I looked outside of my of the window, I thought the same thing. I thought to myself, even if I didn't have any money then uh, again, I would do the same freaking thing. I like it's for me it's a repulsion that it's I was even saying to Nicole I really need to to treat this in therapy I think because the repulsion <laughs> is so strong that is it's it's just yeah it, it would it wouldn't stop me by it, the money nothing nothing would stop me to yeah. take the same decision again you know the discomfort of being here was so big that it surpress surpass the discomfort of actually taking the leap of faith and going into the unknown yeah yeah i think that's so such an interesting thing to verbalize because i think a lot of people probably feel the same way i want to talk about um the mindset i think what we were kind of talking about like the mindset you've experienced since being there i think maybe we can call it like the latin american mindset but before doing that i want to tell a little story about because it it reminded me of your the woman in the countryside who was like no i am happy being here and i never want to leave and that's the dream so this you would never expect this of me living the life that i live now and like the business i have now but When I was in university, I did a one semester. So it was like five months abroad. I went to Ljubljana, which is the capital of Slovenia. Um, This was like 2014. I was there for about four months. And then I came home. And the first thing I said when I got home, like to myself, was I never want to travel again. I never want to leave the country. I never want to, like, I never want to do that again. I had my friends and I think it was, to be fair, because we were in university, I had like seven friends. We were all living together. It was so much fun. And I was just like, I missed my friends. I missed what I have here. I missed the university. I missed, you know, and so it was really just that attachment that I had, but it's so funny. And that was like a decade ago so that was a while ago um like maybe just a little bit less but it was that was what I wanted at the time and I remember saying that to myself (laughs) but I think I was in such a different stage of life than when I got the corporate position and I was like okay no life is not living in a house with of seven of your friends at university life is like having a corporate position working for somebody else all of, you know, the the things that you have, quote unquote, that you work to get that aren't truly or weren't truly fulfilling for me. So then when I had that, I was like, oh, gosh, there has to be more to life than this. So I think it's just different stages of life sometimes as well. Um, but it's just kind of funny to like look back on that story because what I am today and what I do today. So I wanted to kind of share that, you know, we all have different 
dreams and what we wanted at the time, what I wanted was very different to now at the time I wanted. It's funny because at the time I wanted that corporate position, the office job, the pantsuit, wearing that to work and the mortgage and the car. And then I kind of started going on that path. And I was like, oh, shit, no, 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 like wrong direction. Let's change it up. Um, But yeah, I would love to chat. So that's my little story. I would love to chat about what you were telling me, because I think it's very interesting. My partner, as a little background, is from Mexico. So I feel like some of the things that you were saying, I, although couldn't resonate first person with that, I kind of could through some of the things that I have heard. Um, But yeah, tell me kind of a little bit about like the mindset and how you have felt slash felt suppressed, I think, since being there. Yeah. So one thing that it was so interesting in our conversation yesterday is that I realized that a lot of I think there are a lot of different layers as to why I would feel so out of alignment here and I think that for you it's the same and anyone else who you know doesn't resonate with their country and they're like why don't I resonate with my country I think there are so many different layers to it and for sure one of them is you know like the environment for me like I love being close to the beach to the ocean Um, I'm not in Sao Paulo, you know, I love the freedom of walking without with knowing that I'm safe. And here in Sao Paulo, you don't really have that. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, you don't really know, you know. So there are several different layers. And I think that yesterday we hit one that I had never really realized, which is this kind of lack mentality that I won't say that all of the people here, they live in, but there are the majority or the majority outside that go live abroad or when it comes to to other um, countries. So I was born and raised in Brazil. So I'm not saying this from like an external perspective. I'm saying this from someone who actually, you know, lives here and I have, you know, my, my families, my, my friends, they are all from here or the, well, the ones that are from here. Um, and I think that there's one thing that we talk about a lot here that we call it, we we have a saying in Portuguese, which is um, stray dog um, complex, which is like a complex of we are small, we are um, like a poor and an underdeveloped country. We are um, worse than... Europe were worse than the US. Brazilians, they have this thing with the US. They really, really admire the US. There are so many Brazilians who move to the US, who want to move to the US. They, you know, this American way of living, they really buy into that. Like if you move to New York or whatever, Miami or Orlando, it's, you know, wow, you, you know, conquered the world. And they do also have that a lot with Europe. So it's mainly like the US. And Europe, also like with Canada a little bit, but I I would say that the main ones are like, we are so um, small and we are worse than US and Europe. So if you get to move to the US or to Europe, you have accomplished, like you have, you know, game over, life is complete, like you are done this is so beautiful it's so chic it's so oh my god wow this is you know a dream and it 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 is a dream because you're moving and you're traveling and you're not living in your country if that's what you want but i think that after a certain point it becomes so detrimental to the point of 
people from here and I can put myself in this as like my first, I would say, weeks in in Europe, when I first went, I felt a certain way. I observed how I felt. And then I was like, F this. I'm not going to buy into this mentality. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to have this type of conversation. That's not what I'm going to believe for myself because I don't want to buy into this lack mentality, you know? So I think that here, a lot of um, people, especially if they go to like because the brazilian real is so undervalued you know well i don't know anymore but yeah like it's normally undervalued their money their currency is undervalued compared to europe you know europe is more expensive than brazil or is used to be you know sao paulo is almost the same price as honestly greece or portugal you know like a, a cheaper quote-unquote country in europe it would be the same yesterday i paid 23 years on a very okay dinner here in Sao Paulo and I paid 20 when I paid 23 years 23 euros on a dinner in Greece it was like oh my god I ate so much this was so much we drank a lot of wine and everything so it's I don't know it just shocks me and it's so interesting because here when I start telling people that I was living in Greece before they instantly put me in this box of like this you know um like rich privileged just yeah like just braggy spoiled person like i can you know it's like no one has said that but i can just feel that they're like oh wow you were in greece like doing what and it's like yes i was in greece but i was having a very similar life than you have maybe even with less you know stuff because in greece you don't really you can't get like that many fancy different things like okay, you have a beautiful beach but you can't get like the fancy shoes or the fancy um i don't know re like restaurant or something like that and to be fair we are paying the same thing we were paying the same thing to live you know so stop putting me in this like box of you know this rich girl who is complaining out of nowhere or something like that and it feels so uncomfortable to talk about these things here because it feels like if i was in europe i am not entitled to complain you know because i don't know it's like ah oh, no but you were in europe you weren't in brazil so you can't complain yeah, you like can't you're have in problems europe, you have no problems like you can't have yeah. problems because you're in europe yeah like no yeah yeah and it's, it's like, why? Just be, like, why? Because I took a plane and like, I don't know. It's, it's really, really, really weird. And I talk about that with my friends because I have a friend of mine. She's my best friend. She lives in London. And when she's having a problem, you know, she's like trying to talk to her friends like, ah, oh, like the other day, this thing happened with my boss. It's so hard here. And they're like, yeah, honey, but you know, you're in London. Like, it's so much better to have problems in London than in Sao Paulo. Like, it's it's the same. It's the same. Like, maybe you don't have to think about a pro another problem that you would have to think about when you are in Sao Paulo. But when you are in London, you're living by yourself. You don't have friends that are like, or you don't have your family, you have other layers of problems, like just stop overly glamorizing the fact that you can't have problems just because you're traveling, you know, or, ah, yeah, but you have so much freedom. And sometimes like I feel myself having, like putting myself down, you know, like I built a life for myself that I have a lot of freedom of movement, you know, I can go around a lot and 
things like that. And sometimes I feel when I'm talking about this with people who don't have this, I feel really bad. Like I feel like I have to make my life look bad so people don't feel like I'm bragging. And it's it's just really weird. You know, I know yeah, that it's something totally, about me, but it's weird. I totally weird. understand that. And I think that really only like seasoned nomads or people who've been doing this for a while will really understand because yes of course being in Canada and Brazil it's a very different mindset especially around like money and you have the money to travel and like all of these things but even and maybe it's something that I am more aware of but it's because I feel not judgment isn't the right word I don't even know what the right word is but it's like when I talk to friends about it and I, I feel like family can maybe be a little bit more accepting but friends who are your age and it's like you could have had the same path but you went different directions in life and then they they, they hear your stories of like oh we were in Georgia or we were in Romania or like whatever the story is and it's like I'm not telling you this to brag but it's like this is my life and these are the experiences I've had and I choose to spend my money on the experiences, whereas you choose to spend it on a mortgage and not saying that one is right or wrong, but it's just different. And, but you do feel kind of like you need to suppress or just not share as much about your life. Mm -hmm. Whereas like when you and I are talking, I can be like, oh my gosh, we're doing this really cool thing. Or like, we're going here. And it's like, yeah, we're like, I'm excited for you and you're excited for me because we get that that's the lifestyle and like we know what our priorities are and we have similar priorities whereas people who don't live a nomadic lifestyle have different priorities which is totally fine but you know you can't have it all so I do even though coming from a different culture and different place I do understand and I don't know if like being a woman has something to do with that as well feeling like you need to suppress it even more maybe yeah, that's a good question. I well, it's hard to know because yeah, I could ask a nomad guy friend if the, if they feel that. But one thing, yeah, like one thing as as you were saying, like I think that when you meet a lot of people who have this same lifestyle, when you say like, "Ah, I was in Greece and this and this happened," I'm not saying I was in Greece because I went to brag, but I, I'm saying I was in Greece to give you context of the country, the culture, what was going on, when was that, more or less in my life, you know. And people they normally won't be like, "Oh wow, you were in Greece, ah, so chic. Oh my God, look at her, rich girl," you know. Like, they would be like, oh, okay, okay, like, you were living there, it's part of your life, and now you're here, or you're there, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I saw myself, like, in this past week, I wanted to tell this story that's really funny, and the context of, like, me being in Greece is kind of important for the story, but I kind I saw myself omitting certain parts of the story and not telling them on purpose, because I didn't know how to tell the story without sounding like I was bragging about, like, I don't know, I was just like, okay... I'm not going to say like, ah, the other day I was in Greece because they will be like, oh, wow, the other day she was in Greece, you know, like, wow, she, you know, but but the other day I was in Greece, <laughs> like, uh, but I'm sure that, and people are like, oh, so rich and everything. I'm sure I was either paying the same as you, I was spending the same money as you, or I was spending even less money, like, honestly, like, since being here in Sao Paulo, I'm in shock. 
I was either spending the same or spending less. And if I was spending more, it makes it made me feel weird to have to edit myself because for two years I never had to edit myself. You know, because whenever I told my friends, oh, when I was in Brazil, when I was living in Brazil, no one was like, oh, wow, so chic, she was living in Brazil. <laughs> also, I don't know who was, you know, they normally people say, oh, wow, Brazil, so cool, wow, it's so, I don't know, exotic, or like, oh, so different, oh, how is it there, blah, 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 but... Or like, when people say I'm from, I don't know, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of like a really rich country. Like whenever when people say like I don't know I'm from Sweden or I'm from the UK, no one's like, oh wow, so you were in the UK? That's so. Sh-. I don't think I've ever like I even remember like hearing someone say that in the past few years, and it made me so uncomfortable and weird the fact that I felt like I had to edit myself so people wouldn't judge me or I wouldn't feel judged, and yeah, it got me thinking a lot about how this is another aspect of he- living here that I am outgrowing and I don't want to carry with me because I also saw myself, you know, like when you're receiving a compliment and you're like, like someone says like, oh, such a cute top and you're like, oh yeah, but you know, I bought it in the in the secondhand shop. It's so old. No, look, look, it's the ripped here and everything, you know. I saw myself doing that. You know, people are like, oh, wow, you're in Greece. Yeah, you know, but... Oh, in the winter there is so bleh, I hated it and like putting all of the like I don't know just all the negative expressing... yeah I don't know why like I, I know that I don't have to do it yeah. and I know that willing or not that it's something that I have to kind of overcome in my own even if people are judging me like just being myself you know so I do have to look into that like I have a lot of self-awareness in that sense of all of the things that maybe they are not even judging me. Maybe I am judging myself or something like that. But I think it's just an interesting feeling that I've been having since being here that I hadn't had in a long time. Even like speaking English in the middle of the sentence, you know, people kind of like judge, which, mm-hmm. no, I don't understand. Yeah. But yeah. 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 It's so interesting. I think to kind of like close out as well it's interesting because of course i don't i experience it in a different way because i think and the whole point of me saying this is like my partner is from mexico so i can kind of understand a little bit and i think it's it's a nomad thing but it's also interesting because i think it's such a a latin american thing because you are always judging your worth kind of based on the person that you're with or the person that you're talking to. And so if they're like out doing all these amazing things, then you're kind of judging who you are based on that and wanting to, it's like very unfortunate, but, and I I hope it's changing, you know, but kind of wanting to bring the other person down instead of leveling them up and being like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like, I'm so happy you had those experiences, which when I'm in Canada, thinking back on it, I think like my real friends which we could do another episode on like friends because I've definitely lost friends in the process there's people that I just have never messaged me back or like not kept in touch with and I think that's part of it as well but my real friends in Canada I think they are actually like oh my gosh that's so cool you guys are living a great life 
Um, you know, and it's like, they know that they chose a different lifestyle and they know they chose the mortgage and being happy and excited for us and what we're doing and me being happy and excited for them and being excited that they, you know, had a baby or got a house or whatever that looks like, rather than having that more, I don't, I don't even like just unfortunate mindset of, oh, you're doing better than me. So like, I wish you the worst. I think that one thing I that I'm going to say on this, like I, I think that in a personal development perspective, when you are jealous of someone or when you feel like diminished by them, when you compare yourself and you feel smaller than someone because of an ex thing, is normally because there is a part of you that wants that thing and you don't have it. And you perceive in the lack mentality, the brain perceives like if this person has X, X is already taken, so I can't have X. But that's not true. So what I try to do when I feel jealous of someone, I try to use it as a roadmap for the things that I want to build in my life. And maybe I don't want the exact thing that they have. So I go in and I look in with a lot of curiosity, like, okay, why are these feelings here? Why am I feeling jealous? What in the this person's life do I want and if it's not the whole thing what are the elements of it that I want so uh, sometimes like when I'm on social media there are some people that I'm really jealous of and I've recently been realizing that a lot of my jealousy is coming from uh, seeing people that have more safety quote-unquote like they're more held you know like maybe they have a base for me this is something that in the past two months I've been going back and forth with a lot, you know, wanting a base, wanting somewhere that I can have my stuff, that I can feel like I can go back to or something like that. So I'm thinking about, okay, so there is something about safety that I'm wanting more of, like my soul is wanting more of, my authentic self is wanting more of. So I am going to slowly build this and give that to myself because I deserve it. I'm not going to stay here and judge the person and just talk shit about them and be jealous. I'm actually going to use this as information for me to continue creating the life that I want for myself. And I really love uh, wrapping this up in this way because as when you 10 years ago came back from your travels and you were like, I'm never going to travel ever again. I also had a life for me that I imagined five years ago when I was 24. I imagined that when I would be 29, I would be married to my now ex-boyfriend. I would um, have his children. Like I, <laughs> I wanted to get pregnant when I was 29. I wanted to live in the UK, like in London, you know. And right now, if someone snapped their fingers and they were like, okay, you are going to have exactly the life that you imagined for yourself when you were 24, now at 29, I would be so depressed because I don't want to be married to... Although he's an amazing person, I don't want to be married with him. I don't want to have kids right now I don't want to get pregnant and I don't want to live in London like London is an amazing city but for me I just can't stay the entire year there like it just doesn't work for me anymore because I evolved so much and I changed so much and I met new people and I met new cities new countries and I lived in, in different places and right now I have new information to go after the dream life that I have and I think that this is important to allow yourself to change because, and this is something that I always tell people, it's 
in this moment right now, this is what I want. Maybe in five years, something will change. Maybe I will want to stop traveling. And that's okay. I'm not going to judge myself. I'm not going to put a label on myself and say like, be a nomad forever. Be vegetarian forever. You know, be what I'm not vegetarian, but I used to be. But anyways, um, so I think it's important to use this information as data for you to keep evolving your dream life. You know, when you're jealous of someone, maybe you weren't jealous of someone before, and now you are, then, okay, this is new information for me to continue building my dream life. What is the dream life of today? What is the dream life of tomorrow? And then continue building that and not putting yourself in a box or just not staying in this position of I'm so small and I'm so smaller than I'm so, you know, comparing yourself and just staying in this stuckness that you don't believe in yourself. And I think that one of the reasons why I love doing this podcast with you and love doing my own podcast as well is this permissions or like this inspiration of if we can do if we can do it you can also do it because I don't have anything special in me I really don't like I'm not inheriting you know like a huge amount of money I'm not doing this from a fund I'm not being funded by anyone I don't have one million followers I don't have one thousand fo- I one thousand yeah anyways um I don't you know I'm not there's nothing special about me I'm just like someone who <laughs> who had this, you know, dream of traveling and just made a lot of weird decisions and extreme sometimes decisions to make it happen. And I will continue to make it happen because I refuse to be unhappy. Like I refuse to feel unfulfilled, you know, I'd rather die feeling like I'm courageous enough to go after what I've always wanted and what I want right now than just being, you know, accepting of whatever life is being imposed to me. So, yeah. Wow. This was yeah, so I love that. That's so good. That was like a great little monologue. Very motivational. Um, yeah, but I, I totally agree. I think um could not agree more with literally everything you said. And I do think it's very interesting to reframe the jealousy. And I like that. I've heard that before. Um, but I love when people like repeat things at me because you know, repetition, I think is so key. People are like, oh, like you've heard it Mm -hmm. once, you can never say it again. It's like, well, are you going to remember it and take action on it every single time? Like, no. So I like that you really reiterated that. And I think that's so important to reframe what that potential jealousy or envy, whatever that looks like. And it's so easy to do on social media. But again, like you don't always know the behind the scenes. Um, But yeah, to really take that and like critically think like, why am I looking at this and being like oh I want this and it's funny like you're like oh I'm looking at people who are a little bit more settled like maybe you were in Greece and have a home base whereas for me I feel like I find myself when people are like on a flight every week like going to a different part of the world I'm like oh like that's the goal (laughs) complete opposite um I actually don't know if that would be sustainable for me but you know it looks fun on social media Um, But yeah, this has been a really interesting conversation. I think there's so much more that we could unpack and we could talk about this forever, but you're going to talk about it in therapy. So that's okay. (laughs) This was my (laughs) pre-therapy. I love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, on that topic, I, when I got into the online business space, like three, four years ago, this was like a minute ago, there was this girl who was doing digital nomad therapy 
And now she, I went, I went to her website because I remembered this URL for four years. I never went on her website again, but I remember the name of her business. I don't even know why it was just a very well thought after name and for, for nomads. And I went on her website and she's not doing, she's working with women now, not more so nomads, but I think if anybody knows like a nomad therapist or like somebody who really understands the struggles, I think of course there's Mm. human struggles that people anywhere can experience and go through. But I think some of the things that I experience are very specific to being nomadic. So I think that could be interesting or, you know, if anyone's a licensed therapist, well, there's potentially a good business idea. I mean, I'm sure there are nomads who are doing that. I just don't know who they are. And um, I don't think there's like too, too many. I haven't heard of too many in that niche but this has been a really interesting conversation thank you cammy as always thank you and this has been the work wealth and travel podcast this is our digital nomad digest segment out every single friday if anything from this episode really stuck with you if any thoughts or anything that cammy or i said are still sticking in your mind i would love it if you take a screenshot of wherever you're listening on your phone on whatever device right now post it to your socials, tag myself, tag Cami. all of our links are below. And we would love to hear what you thought about it and any feedback you have for the episode. And of course, don't forget to leave a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, wherever you are listening to. I would very much so appreciate that. And we will see you next Friday for our next episode.